I thought to myself, you know, when you're in love, you have on the lenses of being very happy and just feeling so good about life. And I think that there is a domino effect from that. The whole world just looks brighter to you. And so when you have that kind of positive energy, I think you're less likely to be vulnerable or to be compromised from an immune system kind of perspective. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I explore how being in love physically changes your body. It actually makes you healthier, or as I like to call it, gives you superpowers. Stay tuned to learn more. I'm going to go ahead and self-promote here. I've co-authored my first book. It's called Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. And it's part biography, part self-help, part leadership book, and a part sports story, and it's very inspirational. It tells the story of the UCLA gymnastics head coach, Valerie Condos Field, who has become one of the winningest coaches in NCAA history. Yet, she never did gymnastics. In fact, she's never even played competitive sports in her life. She was a professional ballerina. As you can imagine, she has an amazing story and she is an amazing person, and I'm really proud of the book that we have put together. It's out now wherever books are sold. And again, it is called Life is Short, Don't Wait to Dance. Oh, and if you read it, please leave a review or email to let me know what you think. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Uh, It is always great to talk with you, Karen. Um, But for those who are tuning in for the first time, I do want to let them know that they are listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Um, okay. So Karen, you sent me, and I feel bad about this, but you sent me a uh, article (laughs) back in November of last year. Um, and, uh, I, I just missed it. Um, I, I mean, I, I read it and then I forgot about it. And so, um, I was going through some stuff and I came across it and I was like, Oh God, we were, we were going to talk about it. So mm-hmm. here we are today. And so the article, it's a good thing I don't feel like you don't love me. I know <laughs> nothing but love. Um, uh, so yeah, so, um, I was excited that I stumbled across on it and the article is essentially um a compilation of a bunch of different studies weaved together to essentially suggest that love is good for your health um Mm -hmm. and some of this stuff we've actually talked about in the past but i thought it would be kind of a cool thing to kind of go through the list that they provided of the benefits of love and we can parse out why some of those things may be and, you know, whatever else we wanted to add to the, to the conversation and the information that's out there. So, um, the first thing that I wanted to bring up was that, uh, in this article, they talk about how people 
who are in love tend to have lower blood pressure. Um, the researchers who conducted one of these studies stipulates that hormones released by touch are likely to play a role. Um, there are pressure sense centers in the skin that are in contact with the brain through the vagus nerve. I hope I said pronounced that correctly. I think it's vagus, vagus. but I don't know. So V A D U S. Yes. Now we've covered both pronunciations, so we, we're covered. Okay. <laughs> right. right. Um, and so the, the vagus or vagus, probably vagus, nerve runs um, down the body uh, and it's connected directly with the brain. Now this nerve touches the heart, the lungs, the upper digestive tract, and, and many other parts of the body and internal organs. So um, they talk about how this touch and hitting those pressure centers on our skin uh, release the hormone, which lowers blood pressure. So my question to you is, is this connected or correlated to love or is this just a human touch thing and you would get this benefit regardless of who's touching you? Okay. So let me sort of, um, preface our entire discussion today with, I'm going to be saying a lot of, it depends. Of course. So, (laughs) you know, Yes, I think it's really interesting that this study found so much of um, involvement in our biology related to, you know, feeling like you're in love. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much that we know, you know, when I'm working with couples, um, so much that we now know about, let's say, the differences in our reactions beyond just, you know, he's a man, she's a woman, but actual biological differences that are responsible for the way we have certain reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, however, <clears throat> to this question and to many of the others, I don't think it's just that you touch a certain spot and it's going to set off all these things in your body and so now you're going to feel in love. Um, I think it's also uh, situational. I think it's attraction. I mean, imagine you're on a crowded subway in New York Mm -hmm. and somebody touches you. That's not going to lower your blood pressure. (laughs) That's only going to raise your blood pressure. So do I think that there is... um, something to this? Absolutely. Uh, But I don't think it is solely this. Mm -hmm. I think there are lots of other factors that combine with this that um, help to produce that effect. Mm-hmm. It's um, we're going to talk about some of the other direct impacts of being in love have and how it doesn't apply when you're not in love uh, down mm-hmm. the road. But something that we have talked about in the past, and I think I've, I've mentioned this in the past, is I know for me personally, at the end of the day, when I sit down and I get on the couch next to my wife and and we like touch each other and snuggle up next to each other like I can I can feel my body like decompress and just like an exhale of relief and so this like it just makes so much sense to me it just seems like oh of course Um, but it's interesting Mm -hmm. to see that the science is there um, to back it up correct Correct. And so that's what I'm saying. I think it really is very fascinating that there is research that shows us that there is biology behind this. But again, let's say 
you were coming from, you know, you're out in California, you're going to have a lot of traffic jams and stress from coming home. But let's say that you didn't get right home to Jess to sit down. And so part of your commute was that now you had to get on, you know, um, a bus or a train. So you just, you know, you sat down, you managed to get off the highway and you sat down on the next part of the ride. Because it's not somebody that you know and you trust and you love, I don't know that your blood pressure is going to go down because mm-hmm. your, you know, your skin happened to get touched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes it makes perfect sense. I totally get it. Um, okay. The next thing is they uh, research has shown that being in love helps us fight off infections, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, In this one, research from a study of 50 women found that those who fell in love during the two-year study had genetic changes linked to higher concentrations of compounds that attack viruses. So my thought when I first read this um, was the number of times that we hear about people dying soon after a partner or spouse has passed. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of wondering if, um, if like that, the... Um, the passing of a, um, a passing of a loved one, if that coincides with the, the passing of those compounds that they just mentioned that you have to fight viruses. Again, very, very complex, um, answer. I don't think it's a simple answer. So let's go to what you're asking about the passing, and then I want to go back to the original part of the finding. When somebody passes, um, there's lots of reactions you can have. You could could die of a broken heart, and people say, is that really, you know, a true phenomena? Yes, but also biologically, um, because you could have experienced so much stress from somebody's passing that Um, what happens biologically is that your heart rate and your sympathetic nervous system increase so much of the activity in your body that then when you finally calm down, your body goes into the opposite direction, including that your heart rate goes down so much that you you die. Mm -hmm. So there is a biology to it, but it may not be because your uh, you don't have this uh, concentration of compounds that are not as available. Um, it could also be that psychologically, you just are so attached to this person that you give up your will for living. Um, so, <clears throat> again, as I said, I would at the beginning of this podcast, it depends. I think that there are lots of um, factors that go into one partner passing and then the other one passing soon afterwards. As far as um, the infections, when I read this question, because we've said before that I get the questions before we actually speak, I thought to myself, you know, when you're in love, you have on the lenses of being very happy and just feeling so good about life. 
And I think that there is a domino effect from that. The whole world just looks brighter to you. And so when you have that kind of positive energy, I think you're less likely to be vulnerable or to be compromised from an immune system kind of perspective. Mm. So do I think that the study's findings are inaccurate? No, I think that they are accurate. But again, I think it's only one piece of the puzzle. Right. No, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and w- the other thing that we talk about a lot of, uh, about correlation versus causation and different things of that nature, mm-hmm. um, that would play a role in almost all the stuff that we're talking about as well. Um, because when you're in love, that, to your point, has a domino effect on all the other things that you do in your life, which may or may yes. not predispose you to certain things. So. Right. Um, Okay. So the next one is talks about how love improves your pain threshold. And so Mm -hmm. uh, in this one, researchers at Stanford University used brain scans to assess the responses to pain in the form of a hot probe in the hand. So I'm assuming it wasn't like blistering hot, but hot Mm -hmm. um, while people looked at photos. And so when they looked at uh, a picture of their loved one, the self-reported pain dropped by 40%. I mean, this isn't like a, mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, this is pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was no such drop with pictures of acquaintances. Um, mm-hmm. So, in short, looking at a loved one, they think it rec- um, increases the production of dopamine, which then uh, triggers the release of natural painkillers. Um mm-hmm. So I actually know the answer to this, and I'm assuming you know the answer to this too, but do you think looking at a picture of someone you know or a celebrity crush has the same effect? So many, many, many years ago, when the research about pain was new, I remember that on the Johnny Carson show, I'm really dating myself. They brought out a meter to show how much pain you were experiencing. Mm -hmm. And what they were demonstrating is that if you distracted somebody, you did not experience the same amount of pain. Mm -hmm. And so this was really, at the time, a very new kind of knowledge that when people focused on something other than the pain, they didn't experience as much pain. So going back to this question, they the way the study was written is that when they looked at somebody who was not um, a loved one, they didn't experience the same amount of um, uh, pain, drop in pain. But it doesn't, we don't know how much drop there was. In other words, was there a drop? You know, it's not like it was 40% for the person they loved and nothing for just another person. So if there was some drop, then I'm going to go to, well, it was because at least there was a distraction. Right. You know, what's the comparison? Right. So um, I remember when this study first came out. Um, this specific one, and they did these fMRI scans. 
And mm-hmm. they started off and they showed them a picture of like a total stranger and mm-hmm. the brain had like very little activity about, you know, mm-hmm. lighting up or whatever. Then they showed it um, like the, the people that they knew and it lit up to your point. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this like connection mm-hmm. there. Um, they did like a, an attractive celebrity crush and it, it mm-hmm. like, lit up even more. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they showed them a picture of their loved one, their spouse, and the mm-hmm. thing just like went off the charts, just like bonkers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, this gets into something that I've talked a lot about is when you are truly in love, like you gain these superpowers and mm-hmm. your body responds with like all sorts of chemical dumps when you are in love, when you are around your spouse, when you see your spouse, when you touch your spouse, when you talk to your spouse, all the interactions you light up. It's like Voltron where all of a sudden the lions come together and you are like this super giant indestructible beast. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, to your point, um, seeing a picture will give you some sort of distraction, but seeing a picture of your spouse Uh, Mm -hmm. is on a different level. Yes. Now, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate today. Yes, please. It would be interesting to do this study when you're feeling positive towards your spouse and you're not. Mm, That would be really interesting. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Because... I wonder if we did this study with the people that I work with in my practice who are coming in because they're not so happy with their spouse. <laughs> and this, well, it's interesting that you say that too, because a lot of, um, see, it's such a fluid relationship, right? And we talk uh-huh. all the time about how um, all these benefits when it comes to marriage, you really only get them when it's a good marriage. Just yes. being like legally wed to somebody does not mean jack crap except for in the law um it's when Mm -hmm. you actually like and love the person that you get all these benefits so i wonder if you in general like or love them but you're like kind of pissed at them that day if it would be Uh the same thing that's that's a Uh a great question (laughs) maybe you know what i know there's studies out there where they've actually had couples fight and they measure like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it would be cool to like yeah. have them fight about something and then throw them in the MRI machine, fMRI machine, and then have them do this kind of a thing. Yeah. There you uh-huh. go. All you researchers listening, you got your next project. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this one, this is a study that goes back a bit. Um, a 2006 study in the Journal of Psychosomatic Research found that 30 minutes of kissing reduced the production of histamine, a chemical that is pumped out in response to an allergy. Allergen, which triggers allergy symptoms, of course. So why do you think it's kissing that does that? Or do you think that other forms of affection or even touching would accomplish the same thing? I don't know. Um, I mean, they're saying it's, it's chemical. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, if, if they found something specific to a chemical that's getting uh, released from kissing, I don't know if that chemical would get released from hugging. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to, on this one, I'm going to have to say that there's something in the actual chemical yeah. that is 
is doing it. Um, well, so me, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I was just going to say, let me jump to the next question because it kind of mm-hmm. ties in a, a smidge. And I think it might explain mm-hmm. a little bit more. And if we want to go back, we can. But if not, we don't need to. So in mm-hmm. a, a 2013 study, researchers mm-hmm. found that couples who kiss each other um, – the most have lower levels of cholesterol. And so Mm -hmm. um, in this study, the couples were told to increase the time that they spent kissing over six weeks. And Mm -hmm. what they found was their cholesterol levels also got better. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So the theory that the researchers had was um, when they kissed, they exchanged something called sebum. And again, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's S-E-B-U-M, which is an oily substance secreted by the skin. Um, And that, they say, reduces the levels of cortisol. So lowering, uh, which would then lower cholesterol. So Mm -hmm. does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah, it. I mean, well, it makes sense that if they're saying that this substance lowers cortisol, it. I do know that releasing, um, that reducing a stress hormone, the cortisol, would lower cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So that that does that one affecting the other does make sense to me. I do understand that chain. Okay. So uh, just to explain it a little bit um, for the listeners, um, so cortisol raises blood sugar levels for the body to use as energy, and it locks away fat so that it's not used during that state uh, as, as energy, uh, which then translates to higher triglycerides, which creates higher cholesterol levels. So that's the, that's the connection here between cortisol and cholesterol. Very well done. Very well done. <laughs> so okay. Uh, uh, so with with that talking about um, the exchange of the oily substance secreted by the skin during kissing, going back to that last question, do you right. think there might be something like that that's going on with the kissing? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it certainly makes a very good case for do more kissing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. funny the way that nature. Uh, works right like we have all right. these natural pleasures and it's like lo and behold it it's really sneaky sometimes but it could keep your cholesterol down and it might help with allergies <laughs> and just just right I just find right. it super fascinating so yeah. um yeah affection everybody who knew we did right you do right now you know <laughs> Um, and let's not forget, and going back to your first question, even though I was giving you a hard time about it, that hugging, though, yeah. you know, whether whether it is in fact, you know, creating something with the vagus nerve or not, we do know that the skin is a sensory organ and that hugging is very important for creating contact comfort mm-hmm. and for making somebody feel as if they're cared about. That goes back way, 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 way from, you know, being an infant. So, you know, what's better than hugging and kissing? Right. The, you know, uh, as far as having each person feel as if they matter, as mm-hmm. if they're cared about. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And hugging is something we've talked a lot about. Um, and as your friendly weekly reminder, uh, hug when you get up, hug when you leave, hug when you reunite at the end of the day and hug before you go to bed. Correct. 
Correct. You have it. It's, it's baked in. It's, you just make it a habit. You just <laughs> bake it in and poof, you get all the benefits. Um, all right. Well, this was, this was fantastic, Karen. Um, I feel like you just did your last and anything to add, so I'm not going to ask it. Um, so thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to doing this again very soon. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. And before you guys go, I want to remind you one last time that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Of course, you can find uh, her information on our website, hitchedmag.com, along with thousands of articles, hundreds of podcast episodes, and much, much more. Um, And as I recommend each week, uh, I recommend signing up for our free newsletter. It goes out once a week, and it is an aggregation of all the great content that we put together uh, each and every week. So hopefully you uh, sign up there. It takes about 30 seconds, honestly. So with that, it's going to do it for us this week. Until next time, take care, everybody. We're on top of the world tonight